So there's this common misconception that when you finish PTA school, you're done learning. Yeah. You're, you're really not. No. Well, it depends on how much you want to put into it. You could be done. That's point. actually a good point. So, so. today we're going to talk about embracing the journey of continuing education credits, license renewals, options, prices, not specifically, but in general. And just know that the learning never stops. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken. And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. Alrighty. So, CEUs. What does it stand for, Ken? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you. Too late. It'll be to it. Well, they're going to change the name, aren't they? It's not CEUs anymore. Does it change? I think it is. So it was CEU, Continuing Education Units, which we need 15 SPTAs, 15 hours, 15 credits, 15 units, whatever it is. At least here in Nevada. But they're changing them to like continued competencies. So it's like CC oh, instead. Yeah, that. yeah, it's not going to be CEUs anymore. Although RCUs have been different. So there was a time where Laura had to figure out exactly when it happened. But... When I graduated, and we knew this because this month we had to renew our licenses, my credits or my license expired the date I got my license issued. Which is the way it is done now. What is, which is the way it's done now. So I got issued my license on July 15th, and July 15th is when my license expired, so my units had to be completed before July 15th. However, when Laura passed her test... It was different. Mm-hmm. So yours is due the 31st, which, have you done yours? It'll be done. <laughs> See, so this is why we're talking about this today, because CEUs, so they, can be, they can be very informative, very educational, so very practical, but they can also just, you know, you can scoot on by without ever having to really do anything yeah and it all depends of course on the state that you're in because each state has a different requirement and i think that's part of the frustration of ceus is there's just not anything that works across the board like i wish it was like a straight up like federal in a way yes or no if it counts does that make sense like just across the board? Yeah, like so for example, you could have a CEU count in Oklahoma, but it won't count in California because the requirements are different. And I wish we just had like a high standard. So no matter which CEU you took, because again, for travels, it's frustrating because you have to figure out if all the places that you have your license and you're in travel therapy, if those are all going to count. We've talked to many physical therapists, assistant. Ugh, I can't talk today, but we've talked to many PTAs who travel and they're like, oh, yeah, the CEUs, you just have to cross reference. OK, is this one going to be good for this place? Is this going to be good for this place? Can I count it for the little slice? Of it? So That's it's like just a good question. Like, I don't even know. Like, they don't have to just go off their home state. No, you have to go based off of where your license is nearing. Now, the whole thing with the states combining, what's 
Oh gosh, what's that? You says? always forget this. Starts with I a do. C. I don't know why. Starts with a C. Do you know it? Yeah. What is? Well, I just want to see if you can get there. Compact. I, compact. No, I want to say. Jeez, you're not. You got to write this down somewhere. I think I got a little, you know, brain damage. <laughs> well, no, I just can't remember that. But we're talking about the CEUs, different oh, states, compacts. If you're travelers, com- yes, with the compact states, it doesn't matter as much because you're you only need the one license, and then as long as you have your home state license, with the compact state, you can travel on around. So you don't have to have multiple license. But for example, Nevada, California are not compact states. So you have to get a separate license. So like if I was working in Nevada, my home state is Nevada, and I want to go and do a couple of you know, months in California, I have to get a second license in California. Well, in order to get that second license or renew, I have to meet their continuing education i thought so every i, I thought every different. state was 15 credits 15 units no it's it can be very state by state it's All a right. pain well if anybody's listening let us know how many units you guys require i was almost sure that every state was 15 i think but they're I, trying I don't know. to stay with i know 15. that every ceu is accepted in every state yeah. you, that That's i do more know of the issue but i thought just ptas across the board everybody needs 15 units and you should have to make sure that the credits you're going after apply to your state. Well, and I know it's like slightly different. Some call 15 units, some were like 7.5 hour. Like if some would be hours, some would be units, some counted the full amount. It was just weird. But it's more about the CEUs. I wish like we had across the board, like here's the approved list no matter what state you're in. Because then it'd just be easier, I feel like, to figure out things, easier to find ones. Definitely if you're needing multiple states requirements. So I wish there was something that was, like, across the board that would be like, hey, this is just a standard for continuing education. If that makes sense. But No, yeah, I feel like if there was a standard, that would be nice and... Like you said, it definitely help out the travelers and people maybe moving from state to state. And if the compact just kind of starts encompassing more and more states, which it looks like it is, they're they're working on maybe making everybody fall under the compact just because people who are traveling or people who are in service, like they are able to jump to different states and still practice without having to jump through a whole bunch of Mm -hmm. hoops. Like we know a traveler right now who they it wasn't they got denied because i was trying to figure it out but they just kind of left it in limbo on their new license so because of that they weren't able to transfer just yet which just caused headaches where this could all be avoided if they were all under the same license yeah and it's like you said like if you're military too like they usually kind of speed those alleys out here in Nevada because we do have bases, but they speed them through a little bit easier. Like you get a market, but it's like if you're a spouse of someone military and that kind of stuff, you are going to usually 
move around a little bit more. And so having that convenience and then not having to worry about all the different places that you have a license to and whether or not the CEU is going to work for that or for that or that, like the amount of time you have to spend just kind of double checking that is just annoying. It's like, you guys can make it somewhat easier. And definitely if like you have to do all of it on your own. So kind of like, again, I know we were talking about like some of the goods and the bads and we hit some of the bads now, but like, another bad they're expensive they can definitely get up there and so if you're trying to keep your license and like maybe you're out of work for medical reasons or you're taking some time off like they add up just to keep your license renewed and you need it to renew your license even if you're not practicing i feel like a lot of that depends on what you're using in order to get your credits, right? Mm -hmm. So there is what me and Laura both use are is MedBridge, which is a strictly almost online platform where you just watch a video, you take a test and Bob's your uncle. There you go. You have your credits. (laughs) Now there are in-person classes, which I'm sure are substantially more beneficial because it's hands-on learning. I think you have to, depending on the course, I know you have to take a test at the end in order to kind of reinforce your learning. And I'm sure those are, you pick the classes that you want to take in order to advance yourself in your setting. So if I'm working in an outpatient ortho clinic, I'll probably take a CEU on shoulder mobility or knee mobility and different manual techniques. I'm not going to take a vestibular CEU, spend $500 on it, Mm because who knows when I'm going to use it. Unless you're just genuinely interested, which is great, but just how often are you going to use those skills, you know? And speaking of the price, so we use MedBridge, which I think I want to say is like 250 for the year. If you are a member of the APTA, so this is anybody who's a member of the APTA, just so you know, you get a discount on MedBridge. So if you're a new grad, you're about to finish up, or maybe you're first round of CEUs are coming around the corner and you happen to already be a member of the APTA, look into it because you will get a discount on signing up for MedBridge. You have classes like Rock Rock Tape and Graston. Like they all have their specific courses that you can take. Sometimes you have to buy the tools, you have to pay for the course. And this leads to, like you said, like give me thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part because you want to take these courses, but you got to shell out good amount of money for them. Another thing you can look into is seeing if your work will pay for those classes. Some will, some won't. It could be something you discuss when you're applying for jobs and asking, hey, is there a certain dollar amount that I can get towards my CEUs? Will they pay for them? And that way you can start budgeting. Okay, I want to take this course. My job is going to give me $500. Okay, I can go take that McKenzie program that I want to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Laura, you said for your job, they had you guys host certain CEUs, and we then you're able to just sit in on them. Host a good amount, so we can sit on them. Technically, if we're full time, so me being part time, I don't get access. Well, I get access to them. I'm not supposed to get them covered, 
But that's something they're working with me a little bit. My goal is to make an ne- this like year is to make an in-person CEU class. Unfortunately, the ones I really want to take this past year, one fell on an event for a friend that I couldn't miss. And then the other one was BFR training, which I was really hoping to take. I think I was non-weight bearing at the time still. And so if you can't perform or participate in the class you're learning or the technique you're learning, I didn't want to take a spot. So I wasn't even sure if I was going to do it. So I kind of held off on. But like what you said, it adds up so quickly. And the one bummer is to a lot of the new techniques and cool tools and things that are kind of newer. Those are the ones that you need to be in person for. And those are the ones that usually cost an arm and a leg and a kidney. And it's tough if your worker won't cover it, even half of it. Like you look at the Graston, the Graston's like over $1,000 because they require you to get the tools. Last time I checked, at least yeah, when I checked. Because I think we've, we've done an episode on CEUs, I think when we first started. Mm-hmm. And we looked into Graston. I think there's like three different programs that we looked into and looked at the pricing for each one. And like it just was hard to like think about doing them just because they're just so expensive. So it's you really have to start budgeting, figuring out which ones you want. And again, make sure that you can do them in your clinic. So this Graston course, if you take it, you spend $1,500 for it. You have all these tools, but then now your PT is saying you can't use that technique, which Graston mm-hmm. is usually okay. Like a lot of, I haven't met a PT that isn't okay with it, but yeah. there are certain techniques that PTs will not be okay with, whether it's not evidence-backed or maybe they don't have the equipment or they don't want to include it in their plan of care, whatever the case may be. So you just shelled out all this money for a technique that you can't do, mm-hmm. even though you're trained for it. So one of my CIs, just to kind of segue into this portion, she took a continuing education on Parkinson's disease. So it was the L, was it Lee Silverton's LSVT? LSVT Big and Loud. So it's a continuing education specifically. Uh, yeah, so it's specifically on Parkinson's disease. So big movements, loud voice. But the problem with learning everything that she could because her PT was not credentialed in LSVT big, she was not allowed to employ the techniques that she learned because they were not part of, they're not inside the plan of care. She can still use some of the things that she did, but she cannot mention that they're LSVT exercises because you just can't do that. So there might be little wiggle room gray areas, I suppose, that you can do, but I guess the point of the story is just making sure that if you're going to be spending a lot of money on a course, clear it with your facility, with your PT, making sure that you can utilize this. If not, then just kind of go with your own knowledge because there are courses that I want to take that I'm sure my PTs won't let me do, but I'm genuinely curious. When am I going to do Mm -hmm. them? I don't know because I don't know when I want to spend the money in order to take these classes that I'll never do. But 
that is also a good thing about like CEUs and courses is like at least if you are curious about some, you are getting hours towards renewing. So like if you are curious about, hey, you know, I'm not sure about like the BFR. I really want to know more information before I feel like it's appropriate to use it on patients or do I really think this will be beneficial? It's a great way to try things out. It's a great way to expand maybe even ideas and get new ways to help patients. But the bummer is, like anything, there's pros and cons. Downsides, those are usually very well, it's like How high am I willing to spend in order to just learn? Yeah. Which, in all fairness, we all got a degree, so we're all willing to spend some. Well, I was forced to learn everything. <laughs> I wasn't able to just like, oh, we're going over transfers today. Nah, I'm good. I, <laughs> I, I just want to yeah. ortho. Like, I'm just going to skip that test because I'm not going into that setting. So I'm good. Like, I wasn't I, able to I do that. I don't blame you. But like, if you think about it, for example, like I took it. So I had MedBridge and... I was able to use a online training video, I guess, course. It didn't count because, like, you can watch as many videos on MedBridge. That's one nice thing. Like, you, it's not just like, hey, you hit your hours and that's all you get. So, like, you can refer it even if you go over. If you're just looking for something, like, that's the one nice part. You can just watch all these videos. At one point... They had a Craston video on there, and it wasn't even accredited for Nevada. Like, it was different states, but Nevada didn't take it as an actual course for CEUs. But I watched it, and I learned little techniques, and I, I watched it. It wasn't technically Graston. It was a instrument-assisted assist soft tissue. That was a course. And But I learned different techniques and I learned some better ways to handle the tools when I haven't previously taken any other course. And I felt like it was beneficial, even though it didn't count towards my CEUs. And so that was like the nice thing about sometimes those programs is you can have multiple videos, you can test it. And like I realized, ooh, I really like that. And my goal is now to take in a full either Graston or Rock or something like that. That's more of that instrument-assisted techniques that I will get a credit for eventually. And I do want to go on and learn a little bit more about. So, like, it does, like, those online ones aren't great. I'm not going to lie. They're boring sometimes. They're the, hey, I got to get this done quick. But if you're looking at sometimes trying to test the water out, they're a great way. If you're looking, hey, I need a refresher on a course, they're great. And again, the price overall for all of the videos that you get in those systems or bank, I don't know what you call it, like, what would you call it? Program? Uh, website? There we go. Just website. <laughs> Just website. Platform. Just website. Platform. There you go. That's it's not bad for the price because, again, it's depending on how you sign up, you can have multiple years. You can have one year of access. And so it is a great way that if you're like, I'm 
curious to try one of the bigger courses that are more expensive, you can usually find something that's slightly related on a lot of these video sites. And that will at least give you a taste. And again, it might not count for your actual state. However, though, it might be beneficial because of the fact that you get to test out and you get to save money if you decide you don't like it <laughs> and it doesn't cost True. you any extra. So like that's one nice part. Yeah, they have quite an extensive library to figure out mm -hmm. what you really, really interested in and they separate it by the type of setting, the type of disorders, whether you want musculoskeletal, neurological. So you're able to filter out your searches, kind of browse their library, see what you want to find. Like you said, you can watch a video and not fully commit to it, just kind of get a little synopsis and like, oh, what is mm -hmm. this video about? But again, it's kind of like you're in class again. You're just watching this online video. Yeah. Sometimes they're interesting and the speaker is really good. Sometimes they're boring you fall well, asleep girl. like you are listening to this podcast. So oh, <laughs> hopefully not. Hey, if we're helping you my sleep, voice then... is that boring? Speak for yourself. First of all, if you can sleep, I was about to say, if you can sleep through my voice, bravo, because I know it's not that soothing. And I'm going to start a channel on meditation and just work on that. Ken, Ken's, yeah. Ken's like, I got this. So I think. In. See, yeah. And and we'll work on it. Obviously, <laughs> Laura doesn't meditate. No. So this way, so browsing through this library, it just kind of helps you identify where you want to commit your time to. Mm -hmm. And again, like you get as much value as you put in. So yes. you watch the full video, you take the full test, you really try to hone it down, then you get more value out of it. I'm not going to name any names, but I know of people who just kind of skip the video, go straight to the test, and sometimes you still pass it with flying colors. That's the problem with like these kind of platforms, and you're not in person because you could just get by. Because sometimes like our base knowledge that what we know, especially if we're looking at videos from settings that we're already in, Sometimes the value of learning something new and implementing something new isn't always there. Yeah. So there's some we like I watched a video on an ACL rehab for this just past license renewal. And a lot of it wasn't stuff I didn't already know. Mainly because I work in an outpatient clinic. It is an ortho clinic. So we have seen patients with ACL tears. So again, like you have to, it's up to you. Whether you yes. want to pick something you're completely unfamiliar with or something you are familiar with, but just know that your time and value, it's you have to balance it on your own. Everybody's yeah. different. Everybody wants different things from these CEUs. If you join our Discord that Nick hosts called the PTA Source, and we have a friend of ours who recommends different CEU credits to take. So he's taken a few and he's like, hey, this is really beneficial. But it just kind of goes back to this loop of, is it going to be beneficial for your setting? Sometimes yeah. it's just good knowledge to have overall, but it might be knowledge you never use again. Yeah, so these like are I'm just kind of take a taping class if I'm doing like acute care, most likely. Like it's not that you could never use that, but how often are you going to? Where neurological might be a better one because that's where you might be seeing some more nerve for nerve like logical 
deficits or things that you need to be aware of. So it definitely, like what Ken said, is it all can vary based off of how much you decide to put in and how much you decide to take from it. And so you do get to kind of regulate yourself, which is nice. Again, if you got a busy lifestyle, it's helpful because you get to do it on your own time. You can take a whole year. It's not just like, hey, you have to give this whole entire weekend up. And you can take your time over time to get all your CUs done and renewed. So, like, there's definitely some benefits online. It's just how much you want to put in and how much you want to take out. The other benefit, I think, just one more I think I have, but you can also kind of test out the water for different settings with some of these videos. And but what I mean by that is like you can watch more of like the exercise that are geared toward geriatric and that will kind of tell you about like the patient population you're going to be working with a little bit more. You can watch those videos who are dealing with more peds and you can see if that like, hmm, that interests me a little bit more. Or if right away you're turned off and you're like, maybe you shouldn't go into that. So like it is an area or like Ken mentioned vestibular you know if you're watching a video about it and you find it really fascinating and you're like okay i'm really still interested in this segment of the field then hey maybe that's the route you go down so there's definitely some benefit to it it's just kind of whether or not again how much you put into it but that's kind of like my pros and cons i don't know if you have any more no that's Pretty much it. I would just say to kind of keep track of everything you've taken. The the convenient part about MedBridge is you have a previous courses or completed courses list, Mm -hmm. right? So if you do all your core, if you do all your CEUs through MedBridge, I already know what I've taken. I can download all my files. I can upload it to my program and all that. Make it super easy. If you do in-person classes, you use one program for some classes, you do another program for some others. I would say just kind of keep yourself organized. Download the certificates probably then and there, have a folder dedicated to it. So when it's time to renew, you're able just to quickly find them all and put them into it because you have to upload all these documents into your license renewal. did it automatically. And it would just kind of help save you some time. It's my last little pro tip for everybody. One pro tip. I learned from MedBridge, or not from MedBridge, but from my PT I originally saw. MedBridge probably won't like it, or any online services will like it. But if you get, like, kind of towards the end, back half of the year, you get onto MedBridge, you pay for it. And then early on for the next year, so then you take your 15, right? We'll just say in June right? And you renew in August. So you take your 15 in June and then you renew. Well, you still got a year that you pay for MyBridge. Well, then you can take all your next round of CEUs. Uh-huh. And then you can kind of go a year off of paying for MedBridge. So you can kind of get two renewals out of one year. For the price of one. Yeah. And again, if you're an APTA member, then you get a discount to MedBridge. 
So make sure yeah. you look into it, get the code so you're saving yourself some money. So that's pretty much it. But stay tuned, guys. We got some awesome interviews coming up again. Check out back out. Check back. I'm sorry, it's a little late, guys. Sorry. Check back on some of the old interviews. If you guys would like to join, please reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. Our, again, this platform is for all PTAs. And so if you want to share, you got some stories you'd like to tell or information, please reach out. We'd love to have you on. Check out the new YouTube videos. And do I miss you? And awesome. yeah, that's pretty much everything. Until next time, guys. All right. Take care. Bye. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or health care professional.